Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And this is Luke Moore. And this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, uh, Martin Kellner was back with a week of sport on TV and he alerted us to a very good show uh, on uh, BBC Scotland, which sounds yes. great, doesn't it? And the iPlayer, how about Real Kashmir? Yeah. Uh, managed, currently managed by a Scotsman, former right. Aberdeen Rangers player. That's right. It sounds really yeah. good. So hopefully you'll uh, kind of whet your appetite for that. We had a chat about uh, various things. And you'll also hear from Tom Macklin. There's an interesting story from the world of baseball. So uh, Yeah, cook your chicken all the way through, people. That is the key message we take away from that. Here it all is. <laughs> Yeah, good to see you. Uh, apologies for the voice. I uh, I did a little thing last night, Cheltenham Preview, with uh, Alan Brazil, mm. Mickey Quinn and Rupert Bell. And uh, with the good people at Magnus. It was fun. You're looking ahead to the festival. Yeah. And um, and afterwards, when I had a, 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 just sat down, had a bit of a social with Alan. So basically, the voice today uh, is Alan's voice, courtesy of Alan. But I mean, I, actually, I didn't consume a great deal, but I just think it's being in his presence. You feel your larynx yeah. tighten. What you've done there is you've my gone... My voice, my voice. <laughs> you've gone full Alan. Never go full Alan. No, you, no I'd, I'd never take him on. One of the things no. we talked about last night was the huge mistake that we see uh, year after year of people who think they can match Alan Brazil on the socialising stakes at Cheltenham, and that is... That is uh, that's no. a, not a good idea. But yeah, anyway, you do that once. He was on good form, and uh, yeah, it's great to see everybody, all the listeners that came out. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming to say hello. Anyway, um, my invite for that must have got lost actually. Oh, Paul, I, I, um, don't, I don't know how it happened. I was sat I'm watching um, the final episode of True Detective season three on the TV, ah. so I, I didn't get I didn't get a nod. But yeah, you live and learn. That's that's fair enough. It meant I had to forego the brilliant Willow uh, London Football Awards last night, which again, oh, of course. I'm I understand it was a sensational evening hosted by our very own Laura Woods, your co-host on the yep. season ticket with Danny. Yeah, I'm did, sure she did a fantastic she job. She did a sensational job and uh, Potch had a bit of a laugh. He said he won an award. I've last I've won a trophy, he said. <laughs> did he, he really? Got it. Very good. Um, the thing but, is, Paul, yeah. the difference between me and Laura Woods is when I wasn't on the season ticket last Friday because I've been here with you and mm. the very much enjoying it, of course. They spent the first half an hour on there sticking the boot into me, saying that, that really. I've moved on You've and I'm used them as a step Yeah, but I haven't, have I? Luke, daytime more. I'm still the same boy you always knew. <laughs> so anyway, um, yesterday we had a guy called Tom Greatrix come in. He is the chair of the Fulham Supporters Trust, and he was yeah. on very good form explaining really why he was at the Southampton game, and you kind of did sense it was the last straw. Then, of course, a couple of hours later, it breaks that he's gone. And... Uh, I think they had no choice, did they? They really did have no choice. I don't think they did. I think it was 
you know, the first thing you thought when when, when Claudio came in was that he's going to shore up the defence, he's going to get them more organised, he's going to get them start doing the basic stuff properly. And, and, and sadly, that never really happened. I mean, they've conceded 63 goals in the Premier League this season, which is, you know, a staggering amount of um, goals to concede. And if you look at... Um, Two teams who got relegated last season, Stoke yeah. and West Brom, two of the three, of course. They they lost, I think, 19 games in total all season. Well, Fulham have already lost 19, you yeah. know, and there's still 10 games to go. So that puts into perspective how difficult it's been for them down there. Do you think this gives them a chance, though? I mean, it, it does, no, as Carol King once said, you do sense it's too late, don't you, really? Yeah. yeah it's, it's, I can't really see it. It's too late, baby. Baby, it's too late. Yeah, I think it yeah, is. I, I think, I think yeah, yeah, 10 points adrift at this stage of the season with no momentum at all. And, and, and with the greatest respect to Scott Park, I'm sure he may go on to be a fantastic manager. He is an experience. It's a big, difficult job for him. Yeah. Um, and with all the money they've sent, spent as well. You, you know, I, I was on the Football Ramble yesterday, of course, as I am every Thursday, talking about Fulham. And to me, all the players they brought in, including the permanent ones, not just the loan ones, they look to me like they're already mentally somewhere else. I mean, the loan players, I know they're not going to be there long term. Mm. I feel, Paul, I don't know how you feel the same, but the, the permanent players who they brought in the summer, to me, they all look like they've got clauses. They look like the kind of players who've got clauses They'll in their contract off. and they're just going to go. Yeah. Relegation release clauses, which is pretty standard for a player coming into a promoted club. And, and mentally, they're not there because Ranieri has, is a vastly experienced manager. He's had success in his time and you think he would have been able to do a better job at shoring up that defence and getting them more organised. Yeah. I don't think he's been perfect, by the way. Signings like... Ryan Babel, who's right. done okay, but he's not the sort of player they needed. We did say to Tom yesterday yeah. about Lamar. It's confusing, Lamar isn't it? Lamar really, I don't, think, I don't think football's for him, really. <laughs> I think an alternative career. Well, you think he's going to go and do something different? Well, I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what his plumbing's like, if he's got his own rods. But yeah. I, every time I, I see him, what, I think, really? In Premier London, League? In London, you'll make more money as a plumber as you yeah. were a footballer. Uh, my club once signed a player, and um, I, I spare everybody's blushes, including the manager. And um, he was a centre-half and he was quite terrible. And he wasn't a Premier League uh, centre-half in a million years. And I met a manager, that he'd been at, the, at the, another club. And he said, all the current manager needed to have done was to phone me. And I know him. And I would have said, not a Premier League defender right. in a million years. And it's interesting, isn't it? Can I, mean, I guess at naming him? <laughs> you can if you like. I'm not going to confirm or deny, unless you're wrong. Tramazzani. Uh, no, no, no. That's and the Tramazzani is a very interesting story, yeah. which I can't tell you, even though I know the facts. <laughs> Matarazzi, but I think um, no, he went on to do all right. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It, no, it wasn't him. So anyway, uh, but sometimes that happens. Sometimes you, somebody will see something in a player and they think, yeah, it'll be fine. But mm. the rest, everybody else is going, no, no, I can't. Oh, see Matarazzi it. was Everton, not Spurs. Yeah, right, Matarazzi. Was Sorry, Everton. yeah, yeah. Sorry. I just, I, I've wasn't. shamed myself. Oh, there. it's okay. Well, it wasn't Tramazzani. Tell me off. Tell me the outbreak later. Tramazzani, I think, was a chairman's purchase. But anyway, we, uh, Can't we, won't, we won't get into that now. Yeah. Maybe Motti can help us out later. Of course, on, if I was to, in the story. If I was to give, if I was to give you a, a, a players who, who weren't quite good enough as footballers for the team I support, we mm. would indeed be here till 4pm. So we can't, <laughs> we can't do that. <laughs> anyway, what we're doing this afternoon, amongst other things, is speaking to uh, Stoffel Van Dorn. He is uh, a McLaren driver. Had a, c- a couple of seasons in uh, F1. He's now their reserve driver and does their simulator work, which I'm quite interested in. He's also involved in Formula E which is getting bigger every year. Yep. So uh, we'll be having a chat with uh, him on the eve of the Formula 1 season. I know he's favouring one team. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he thinks, uh, well, he'll tell us when he pops it's in. It's a fascinating job. I think people will be interested to find out what you actually do when you're a reserve driver and a yeah. simulator driver. Presumably, of course, you sit in simulators, but clearly... Basically playing computer games, isn't it, really? Sounds good. It's Sign not, me I, up. I imagine it's on quite good money just to sit there on the simulator. Yeah. But anyway, he'll tell us. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. I am very much going to talk about sport on TV. As I've said in the, previously, broadcast TV is more or less over. Yeah. It's more or less finished. Mm. The BBC <laughs> are now investing in something called BritBox. Yeah. Have you heard about that? BBC yeah. and ITV joining yeah, together. I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah kind subscription of, service. Yeah, Netflix equivalent. Yeah. yeah. So remind me, what are we paying the licence fee for? Aye, aye. Yep. So anyway. Controversial. Um, controversial. Mm. But I did watch something on the BBC iPlayer this week, uh, a BBC mm. Scotland show. Yeah. I don't know whether you've... Uh, I don't know if you've covered this story. I suspect you might have at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, about Kashmir. Real Kashmir FC. I mentioned it, didn't I? We didn't, yes. we didn't quite... We decided not to. I, I saw this... I read the story about the, the Scottish manager and his son out in out yeah. Real Kashmir. Isn't Real Kashmir. We, we may be uh, chatting to him. Yeah, oh, great. A former, former Aberdeen player, isn't he? Yes, yeah, so that's D- right. Davey Robertson, who yeah. played for Aberdeen and then went to Rangers. The most gloriously foul-mouthed manager I've ever... You know, he makes John Sitton look like uh, Mary Whitehouse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the man is... There's fantastic quality swearing. Yeah. Uh, and it, but it worked. It worked. Um, but I'm a bit worried. I'm trying to follow up the story because... Basically, it he took over at Real Kashmir. Mm. Um, it's it's very. Large. It sounds like when you buy a jumper in a market, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> is this real Kashmir? Yeah. Well, yes. well, it's Kashmir. <laughs> it's a Kashmir-ish. Kashmir style. Kashmir substitute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's real Kashmir. Let's yeah, of course. Real yeah. Kashmir. Um, and it's just an unbelievable story. His wife stayed behind. His wife Kim, mm. uh, and she still lives in the Aberdeen area. Yeah. Um, because she didn't want to be parted from her kitchen. Um, we saw her in her design. A kitchen, which is like a bolt help kitchen. Have you heard of a bolt? No, I've not heard of the bolt help. Very posh. Well, really yeah, yeah. Have you got kitchen. one? No, we haven't. You might have one soon by that free advert. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> hoping so. Good afternoon, bolt help. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So she's got this great kitchen and uh, a brilliant, uh, a brilliant view from where she lives. Fantastic house overlooking the River D. I think it would, it would be, be yeah, in the Aberdeen, Aberdeen yeah. area. Yeah. So she stayed behind. He's moved to uh, to Kashmir, yeah. and his uh, accommodation there slightly less luxurious than the accommodation he's left his wife with you know hot and cold running water no taps but um yeah so he's i'm with you all week there we are yes indeed uh so he's he's out there in Kashmir. his son's gone uh mason uh, robertson has gone out there to play as well but fantastic success with the uh with the team um first season they got promotion from the second division to the to the first division of the i league Mm. which is not a bad league no i league as you know as leagues in in that part of the world go so anyway they got uh, they got promotion um it was there were some amusing details um mm. and what was the one he said yes they went to um they went to play a game in chandahar yeah uh, in northern india and he said, um, yeah, it's all a new town. They've built lots of new stuff here. It's a bit like East Kilbride. I look, didn't look anything like <laughs> no, it. Kil- I've been to East Kilbride. It didn't look anything like it. Um, but it, it was brilliant, you know. Uh, is it, what, is it an hour, half an hour? How long is it, Martin? It's about 45 minutes. Okay. It, it's well worth it. It was on BBC I'll, Scotland. I'll check it out. But it's now available on the iPod. Yeah, in the, in the news article I read about it, the feature in one of the newspapers, they were talking about how... Um, occasionally they have to sort of cut training short or speed yeah, training up because yeah. there's, there can be unrest and, and difficulties there for them and they don't want the players on the training pitch at that particular time so it looked like he's got a lot of challenges there obviously a hell of a lot yeah. it's the most militarised place on the 
planet. Right. Wow. Bar none, apparently, yeah. cashmere. Because it's a dispute, as yeah, we know, that's is. been yeah, going yeah. on for ages Absolutely. and ages. very much in the news, yeah. Uh, but, and it's back in the news again. Yeah. And uh, team, I don't, that's what I was trying to find out the latest, because... Because of what's going on at the moment. Yeah. There's been a bit of a thaw today, hasn't there, I think, in, in slightly improved relations. Right. And the pilot has been handed back. Yeah, uh, the, the, the crash plane, and that that seems a bit of an olive branch. Well, we're getting all political, but yeah. it's pretty well, important it's considering it's they've, important. they've both got nuclear weapons. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, David Robinson, I remember. I was I was thinking, is it the same one? Yeah, I've got a picture of him playing for Rangers, That's right. and it's that sort of Peter he went Grant. To, he went to Leeds for a little while. Yeah, yeah. but he had this. Uh, there's a picture of him now. He's playing an old firm game as Peter Grant. He's up against, and he had this fine mop of hair, didn't yeah. he? And uh, well, that's more yeah. or less gone. Now. Yeah, I, know, <laughs> I see in the more recent pictures, he yes. looks quite gnarled, doesn't he? Very gnarled. Very yeah. gnarled, very foul mouthed, but very effective. Yeah. And I, I, you know, you've got to because he he wanted to get into management. And basically, the the premise of the whole thing is mm. you can't. There are only a limited number of clubs in uh, in the UK. And he's not been able to find a club anywhere in the UK. He was out in Phoenix, Arizona for a while. Right. Uh, left his family there for a bit, and then they, he brought them back. They came back uh, here. He went out to Kashmir. Then his son's yeah. gone out. His son's in a hotel, uh, eating curry twice a day, he says, which for wow. some of us that would be nice, but mm, yeah. uh, he says he's getting fed up with curry, <laughs> basically. Well, I'm definitely going to watch that. Uh, it's called Do, Real Kashmir. It's called it? Real Kashmir FC. And it's and on the iPlayer BBC Scotland. BBC Brilliant. Scotland. That's, 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 that's really good. On the list, Martin. Yeah. Thank the, you. The other thing that, that, was, that I liked about it yeah. was the, um, the owners of the club who seem um, brilliant. They're a, a, a message, an example, if you like, to Kashmir because there's a Muslim and a Hindu. Who, oh, okay. Who own the club? You know, they're right. sort of joint owners, so it was great. And I, I like the way he gives he gives a press conference as well, just like it, it was a Premier League team. People, you know, come from the local, you know, the Kashmir Gazette, or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, and you're blagging that, aren't you, Martin? I'm blagging that. Yeah, yeah you've not done yeah. your research, have you? Not done all my research. <laughs> um, I watched a bit of golf. Oh yeah. I, I'm not mm. a huge golf fan, but my uh, my son uh, was staying with us last night. He he loves golf, mm. so we were watching the Honda Classic golf from oh, Florida. Yeah. Mm. And the thing I do like about golf is um, it's one of those things, a bit like cricket, in that there's always room for an anecdote. You yeah, know, there's yeah. always those uh, those moments. When there's always room to talk about someone in the audience and in the crowd and their hat or something like that. There's always that. Yeah. Uh, and Wayne Riley uh, was is one of the commentators on this. And it was a sort of one of those um, one of those slack moments when he had a chance to tell a story, and he said, uh, "I came here first in 1989 and stayed with Greg Norman, not far from here." So that's a good anecdote coming up here. Yeah. Uh, and Jack Nicholas <clears throat> came over for dinner, and uh, Jack and I, uh, and Jack incidentally designed this bear trap. That's like the 15th, 16th, 17th. Yeah. He says, "Jack, uh, who designed this bear trap? Jack and I gnawed on spare ribs, and he used the word gnawed." <laughs> Gnawed <laughs> on spare ribs. Anyway, it's so not th- feasted like they say, and they are tucked in. They like the tabloids like tucked mm, in and in. feasted on. Yeah. They're the, fa- the, they're no. the favourites of the. Tabloids. Well, they gnawed. Oh, they, they gnawed. They okay. gnawed oh, on yeah. spare ribs, yeah. and then he, he, that was the end of the anecdote. And I thought that's not the greatest anecdote in the world. And then there was a silence, and then he said. Just a little story for you. <laughs> <laughs> so Just sort it, of went nowhere. It went absolutely nowhere. It was a, a I mean, pl- if Jack had, had got a bit of uh, spare rib caught in his throat mm. and he'd had to be given the Precisely. Heimlich manoeuvre, now that's a story. That's and now save Jack uh, it, it Nicholas's reminds me, life. Yeah, it reminds me of that great Barry Cryer story. Have you heard this where um, 
friend of a friend goes into work with Barry Cryer for the first time, tells an anecdote, and Barry Cryer says to him, listen, son, just because it's got a famous person in it doesn't mean it's an anecdote. And, and, and skips for about ten, five seconds and goes, Frank Sinatra told me that. <laughs> That's very good. That's, yeah, very that's brilliant. Good. Yes. Um, anyway, so it's just a little story for you. Mm. Then there's another silence, and he says, how many people have eaten ribs with Jack Nicholas?" <laughs> oh, 08717. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Double two, double yeah. three, double four. It's not going to set the, the, the switchboards yeah. alight, that, is it? Not exactly. No. Yeah. Uh, but Mark Rowe, you know, bless him. He was the other commentator. Yeah. He, he chipped in. He says, well... He chipped uh, in while he was playing, was he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, any, anybody that's eaten ribs with Wayne, we'll know it's not that pretty a size. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they, they, this motif, they ran with it for a oh, while. Oh, they ran with the ribs. They ran with the ribs. They did bring... To really to have taken it on they would have popped out the local uh, rib shack in Florida and have a bit and have, he would have had the bib on photo opportunity but you'd have hoped so you know, I have to say I've got no interest in eating ribs I mean it's too much admin I a lot of admin yeah, yeah I'm with you on I'm ribs I'm a big fan of the ribs I'm you, a big yeah, fan. You've, got to put, you've got to be prepared to put the work in really you've got to you, be prepared to get covered before in and after yeah. with, the, yeah. with the toothpick and the Floss, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm willing to go through that pain for do, good ones. Yeah, yeah, you do need to go to somewhere that's famous for their ribs. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to go somewhere that's mildly well known. No, for no, they never, they never advertise it. When whoever says mildly well known for our ribs, no one I mean, says that. That's no. no way to market yourself. No, is precisely, it? really, precisely. Martin. Um, this is fantastic. Um, <laughs> I talked right up to time. You did. I mean, that was honestly that was, was the only two things I watched this week. Count in your ear. The only other thing was Alan Partridge. Yes, I haven't seen that yet. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I, 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 you made a very interesting point, didn't you? I, you talked to Ali Ross about it, and you said that it improved on a second viewing. It did a wee bit. Yeah, because I, it, I didn't like it first time at mm. all. I didn't think it was that great, but there was little bits and bits and bats in the second one. But uh, as I said in another tweet, if you've watched BBC Breakfast, you know all about the awkward silences, yeah. the uh, awkward interactions, the oversharing. There's a yeah. lot of oversharing, mm. and you get all that on BBC Breakfast. Okay, well, uh, I'll, I'll go and check. Out, I'll go and watch the partridge again and take your advice. It'd be I'll amazing if the if the upshot of this is that he actually does start to present BBC Breakfast. I mean, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be so good. It'd go full circle. It'd be fantastic. Mm, Make it happen. That's probably a bit expensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe. Um, yeah. And Raoul Cashmere, don't forget on the iPlayer BBC oh, Scotland. Really good. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. And uh, we were chatting about Nick Kyrgios earlier on and his decision to serve uh, underarm to Rafa Nadal, try and catch him out because he stands so far back, a little kind of lob just over the net, he thought, a little dink, 
uh, would catch him out, but he hit it long and it was out um, on the serve. But it, it all kicked off. And it's in the rules, though. There's nothing wrong with it. It's mm. not a, a Trevor Chapel which, where the rules changed on underarm bowling after that incident. It was such yeah. a big deal. They well, they did a, they, they stopped you doing it. Ten, tennis serve, that essentially, you're trying to get an ace, right? So you're trying to serve it so the other player can't get their racket on it. Yeah. It's, it's an extension of that, really, of isn't it? Yeah. Well, um, who got in touch? Craig in North Wales, because we were saying, well, oh, if it's in the rules, it's in the rules. Um, he says, my mate's old favourite during the game was to take a throw in and hit it off an unaware opposing player uh, off their back so it came back to him and he could play on. Yeah. Well, there is a, a very famous moment. like, Well, I say very famous moment. And I think it popped up on social media again the other day. It's Dean Saunders playing for Sheffield United. Mm-hmm. And the keeper, do you know when the keeper comes right out of the box and he came out to, to kind of make a clearance and he just put the ball into touch, but he didn't put a, a great deal on it. And he was kind of stuck in no man's land Quite, uh, probably about three or four yards from uh, the touchline. And, and, and Dino was about to go out and he took the throw in. And as the goalkeeper was running back to get to his goal... Oh, off his back. Yeah, Dean, yeah, put it off his back and then got the ball back, went round him and stuck it in the net. It's fast <laughs> thinking, isn't it? Go and check it out. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's the kind of rapid thinking you expect when because you, you hear Dean Saunders on TalkSport. <laughs> it's also this parish, you know. Yeah, it's not surprising, is it? He'll have you for that. It's not surprising. Um, but no, it was, it's an excellent goal. And um, I've had that done to me before. What, really? When I was playing sat- Saturdays or Sundays, yeah, running back. Exactly what you've just described, but not as a goalkeeper. Put the ball out, running back towards where you need to go. And they just use, it, yeah. use you as a come some sort of yeah. wall. It's probably my... Grand total of my uh, contribution to Sunday League football, really. That now, when uh, when Andy Brassel does come up, um, we did pop just uh, during the uh, little um, break there before two o'clock before the news and sport. We thought we'd have a look out the window and see how Andy was getting on, and he was teed up for a chance from would you say a yard? I think a yard is generous. No, yeah, it's probably not a yard. It's half a yard. Yeah, and he's right there, and it's a little. It's been chipped to him with a kind. A, 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 it's a little kind of. Uh, it's a little uh, Rabona from the other lad who's kind of chipped it up, chipped it up to him, and he's got three yards out, no keeper. Yeah. The guy's already gone round the keeper. That's right. Yeah, and, so and he's and he's put it over the bar, stuck it over the bar. It's one of the worst misses. It'd make it'd make the own goals and gaffs DVD, wouldn't it? I think Danny Baker's ears were burning. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll be putting that to him when he uh, when he pops up and sees us. Um, yes, and anything else we're going to be covering today, uh, Luke? I'm just wondering for some of the other areas that we haven't really got around to talking about. We're, we're going to look at all the big games. Uh, a little bit later on. And uh, we're going to talk about Sergio Ramos as well. We've got some good oh, news. Yes. for fan- We're not fans. You know, he's a kind of WWE-type villain, isn't he? So um, he'd be good in... Do you think life after... We've got Gary Holt going into... Um, uh, Grant Holt, sorry, going into wrestling, haven't we? Now? He's already done that. Yeah, yeah I saw the video right. of that. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. But do you think there was a brilliant Sergio, bit... Ramos will be, Sergio Ramos will be great in WWE? Because there's that <laughs> yeah. kind of cynical slyness to the way he plays football, which would be great. <laughs> he could do the old thing where... Was it a punch on? Oh, no, it was a flat of the hand. Flat, ref. Yeah. Get the other side of the ref. Have you, I've got to ask you, have you seen the Grant Holt video? I've not. There's no. an amazing bit where... Um, so he's gone into wrestling, and he's wrestling at some local sort of community centre or something. And there's a bit where... And you might not be that au fait with, with wrestling uh, moves, and I certainly wasn't myself, but there's right. a bit where Grant gets put over the top rope with a clothesline, but he's supposed to go right over and then swing himself back into the ring. And someone from the crowd is filming it from behind him. He goes over the rope and he tries about two or three times to get himself back over and he can't do it. So someone has to run around and sort of push him back in. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, so it's not great. It doesn't look great on this debut. Oh, I, mean, I think Bless he's him. fighting next month again. Is he? he? I think he's back in the ring next month. I don't know how the career's... Uh, I don't going. know how... Um, and speaking of Sergio Ramos, I don't know how he's managed 
to achieve what he's achieved by the amount of games he must have missed. Yeah. Tw- 25 red cards. I think it's a record in club football. It's pretty impressive, isn't it? Well, I mean, in a way. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's what he's known for. And, and he's also, what I said to you earlier, Paul, something I mentioned to you before when I've been on this show, Jan Vertonghen's best is at one end and his worst is is so bad that the gap in between, the parameters of how good they and bad they can be mm. is very, very large. And it's the same with Sergio Ramos. Sometimes you look at him and you think, I think I've played alongside players like that. You know, he just can't keep can't keep his temper. So look, he's achieved an amazing amount. He's obviously on this day the, one of the best defenders in the world. He's won it all, but he still just loves a good tear up, doesn't he? I'd love to have seen him in the, the Premier League, but I think that that ship has sailed. There was some talk about Manchester United at one point, wasn't there? It went a bit quiet again. So. Yeah. Um, now, um, not yet. I meant to mention this yesterday, but didn't get round to it. Um, Royals playing football. Did you notice that, that this was the headline? Prince William and Kate show off their football skills. Do oh, they, God. Do they really? Just like Tony Blair again. Show off their football skills as they urge Brits to be united. And uh, so they're just, they're just having a kickabout. So it was a nice story. They're in Ireland having yeah. a kickabout with some kids. But um, they, they always talk it up the papers. Don't they? They'll get like uh, an ex-pro to sort of say, <laughs> and they'll say, yeah, Kate could have had a chance if she decides, you know, I'm sure. Right. They get Phil Neville to say what he thinks that he can find a space for in the squad. Mm. But... Royals playing football. I mean, you often find when Royals play football, they wear rugby clothes. Yeah, colours up. That doesn't help, does it? Colour, no, it they wear rug striped rugby. They all look like they look like Boris going for a run. Don't so, they, yeah, they they, oh yeah, that's a good analogy. That, that. That's not good. There's always, there's always, uh, whether it's a royal member of the royal family or a, um, and to be fair, I have to say this current generation of royals, they're not anywhere near as bad. But there's a generation of the royal family and of politicians who, at some point, their advisors, their PR people, say to them, "You know what's really popular with normal people? Football." What you want to do is you want to ingratiate yourself in. Yeah. And then you get things where David Cameron, who apparently supports Aston Villa, forgets in a speech that he supports Aston Villa. Yeah. And, and that would never happen if you actually like football. So the best thing you can do is just be honest. It's dear Don't clear. pretend. Well, the game of headers, you mean, with uh, Kevin Keegan and, and Tony, Tony Blair. Yeah. All those he didn't look ago. too bad, but th- th- there was a... Th- Seth Blatter tried to play, yeah. and he looked absolutely terrible. Terrible, like it was embarrassing for the head of FIFA to be to be like that. The worst one has got to be that uh, that president in Liberia, and he thinks he is <laughs> having a kickabout with people. Yeah. Who does he think he is? Uh, to be honest, he's not bad. Yeah, for a politician. He, 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 could, he could have done something. Got, go. But did you decent see, touch? Did you see the detail around that story? So. After so George Ware, obviously now president of Liberia, played in a charity game, and yeah. he's got a team called George Ware's All Stars. Yeah. And after the game, a, a reporter dared to say to him, "Oh, you know, what's happening here is they're not they're not tackling you because you're the president." And uh, he came out and said, "No, it's nothing to do with that. I'm just such a good dribbler." Yeah. He said something like, "I'm so fancy, no one can get near me." And then Christopher Ray, who used to play for Arsenal, of yeah, course, yeah. came out and said, "Yeah, we told the players not to tackle him." Well, you wouldn't, would you? Undermining him, completely undermining him. You you wouldn't want to take you wouldn't want to take that chance. Well, would I wouldn't you? be. Able to, I think he's fifty mid fifties now. I don't think I'd be able to get near him. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> no, he, he, no, he does look very very good, doesn't he? Hmm. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Uh, very quickly, uh, Brandon uh, Nimmo plays for the Mets. He's uh, uh, they're doing. Sort of I love this story. Spring so training good. at the moment. Uh, his, I think his wife was away, and he decided to cook himself a bit of dinner. He's very pleased with what he cooked up. Nice bit of chicken. Sent a picture to his wife of the chicken, said, look at me, look at this, looks tasty, I bet you wish you were here. Then two hours later, the stomach pain started, uh, Todd, and uh, he basically <laughs> not cooked the chicken enough and given himself food poisoning. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? It's a great story, and it's so funny, too, 
Luke knows this. I think one of the biggest changes in sports is nutrition. The mm. focus on nutrition for players and what they put in their body. And every team has a chef. And even at spring training for the Mets, I'm sure they have a chef. He probably just should have gone to the chef yeah. kind of after training, after the game or whatever, and just had him make him something. But, you know, he figured I'm going to show people that I could do it on my own. Chicken is just something, as you know, you can't mess around with. You have to do some thinking to make sure it's cooked. So I'm betting he, he doesn't make chicken for himself again. But the thing with chicken is, it is very important to cook it all day through, as we know. But it also, nature does give you a pretty good sign yeah. when it's not cooked. Well, he it's said a completely it was. different colour. He claimed it, the chicken looked white to him, but maybe, right. it, was, maybe it was just a bad chicken. Yeah. Uh, we'll leave it there, Todd, and we will catch up <laughs> with you next week. Thanks, Todd. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Thank you, Luke. Thank you very again. much. You're back Tuesday. We'll have the book club. I am back on Tuesday with the book club. I'll be there all, all, all show, but yeah. the book club's going to be there as That's well. That's right. Yeah. We're going to yeah. be looking at Donald McRae's book, aren't we? Absolutely. Uh, fine yeah. boxing book. And if you just finish and listening to this and you're cooking your chicken, no, it's not done. Put yeah. it in for another five minutes. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather it a bit drier than uh, be throwing <laughs> up all night. Anyway, we'll catch up with you. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas... You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.